I I just keep convincing myself I have COVID because I keep having yeah. days where all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, I have a stuffy nose, and then, like as the day goes on, yeah. it's like, and I have a sore throat, and I'm having a little bit of hard time breathing. Yeah. <sighs> oh God, yeah. this is it. And yeah. then it's like, well, I'm gonna take an antihistamine, and it's like. <laughs> oh right yeah that's I'm just right allergic oh, to the animal allergies. i let live in my fucking house <laughs> yeah and that is why um among many reasons uh cats are bastards mm, not all cats all cats are beautiful <laughs> perhaps uh they are they they can certainly be cute even if I don't know, even if my immune system doesn't get along with them. They're just not fully domesticated, and we probably shouldn't let them live in our houses, because on some level they are just feral animals that we let live in our houses and attack our feet. Just jump into it. Well, we've been recording this whole time. Well, I mean, let's do the, like, the you know, introduce ourselves. Oh. I mean... Fine. <laughs> I guess I'm that, Trevor! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Sasha. This is The Long Road. And uh, today, I think that we are going to have a fun conversation. Because um, there's a lot of just fucking horrifying shit in the world. Um, I mean, I've, I've been sitting up till three in the morning, like nearly every night, just sitting and watch as uh, feds in Portland unleash uh, what looks like it actually might be uh, a new type of gas. Um, I I don't know. Have you seen the reports of that, though? That they're I using, like, have uh, not a, seen reports of... Have you seen people like, talking about it? I've seen people talking about it, but people on Twitter don't know what they're talking about so yeah i guess that's 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 pretty true yeah um, like a third of the time maybe a quarter to a third of the time is protest intelligence actually pretty good the rest of the time it's a bunch of people talking about like cop munitions without knowing that you know you can do the research and that the stuff isn't actually that secret uh yeah like you know for for the cs gas and the oc gas like the companies that produce these things they they like publish the SDSs online because they're required to, especially in Europe. So like, yeah. you can go and look at the at the uh, data sheet that will tell you what the fuck is in there. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some suspicious behavior, uh, and I get and I and I think a lot of people are on edge and ready to believe that the federal government is doing a lot of stuff that like is believable uh like it's very easy to believe that the feds would be using gas that is worse um and, and maybe they are uh i mean they're, know, they're, it's, even it's the whole thing of they, they're told they're no longer allowed to use tear gas and so they might be moving on to some sort of some legal technicality bullshit i mean using a gas that's like much more banned in like everywhere else in the world because it's a, yeah. like a chlorine based like vomiting agent so yeah 
Yeah, so that's the the stuff I heard about was some people talking about there being a smell of chlorine in the air. Um, yeah, but also it's summer. I don't they know. could be near a pool. Who knows? Yeah. Are are, are pools still open in your city? Because they're still open in my city. It's, it's not. It's it's like they just I, they just I gave up. Know. They just gave up on the coronavirus thing. <laughs> like, so, that, no, it, so that's we, a real conspiracy though <laughs> no there's no conspiracy there uh, we want to talk real conspiracies let's get into some real conspiracies because like i'll I, I got my my tinfoil hat here i'm prepped for this like i i actually can fashion this together and i'm gonna put it on the headset now okay and, and if you if you put it over the the headset, then um, then we we can't hear you. Oh right, because it blocks all the uh, the EM radiation coming off of it, doesn't it? Fine, I, I would imagine. I, yeah, I, I, I guess I I can't wear a tinfoil hat for this episode, and um, the uh, reptile people are just going to be able to just scan my brain. So. That's fine. That's fine. That's you know. I mean, they probably did it already. Yeah. Do you, you hear the thing that uh, apparently this is part of um, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell's like arrest that has been uh, released? Is that um, she had her cell phone wrapped up in aluminum foil? Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. That's, like... <laughs> that's a rather like inexpert way of doing it for somebody who is supposedly very like, you know. But it's like one of the cons- one of the conspiracy theories that goes around about her is that she's like a Mossad agent, which like Mossad would do better than aluminum foil, probably. Probably, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of these folks are old dinosaurs who understand kind of the concept of Faraday cages, but don't understand that like you can get a little black bag to put over your phone. Um, yeah, it's fancy. I, uh, you know. Costs you like thirty bucks. It also really isn't that effective. Speaking of you know Faraday cages, because all you have to do is like boost the signal from the outside to the point where it actually just goes through the Faraday. And possible, yeah. but it really it really depends on on what you're trying to defend against. Um, stupid people. All, yeah. I'm trying to defend against stupid people <laughs> and, and reptilian pedophiles and um, other conspiratorial things. You better get that tinfoil hat back on. <laughs> I threw yeah, it away because so, it turned but, off my headset. So she, so she had this, her phone wrapped up in it. So what is the significance in, in the theories about this? I mean, in theory, it's you, you, you know, wrap stuff in foil and it blocks EM radiation, and therefore right. the reptilians can't read your brains. Um, I, or I, or your cell phone. She's afraid or, of? I assume she's not worried about the reptilians um, because of reasons. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I think that uh, if if you know if it wasn't just she dropped her phone in a pool and read somewhere online, that's a new way to like get it to dry out faster or something. Then the theory would be that it's blocking it from giving off a signal or you know being only picked up so that she can right, have her right. cell phone but not have her yeah. location transmitted to yeah. you know, the fbi who are you know uh, looking for her although 
there's so many fucking connections about like the the agents prosecuting her are uh tied into some weird intelligence community stuff that was connected to uh Bill Barr's previous time as an uh attorney general for the US uh which is tied into some Iran Contra shit which ties yeah. into uh Ghislaine Maxwell's father which ties into uh the yacht he owned called the Lady Ghislaine which then was sold to Epstein which I mean Oh, and, 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 and you know, and, and then Bill Barr's father allowed Epstein to uh, teach at the Dalton School uh, in a subject that he appears not to have really been qualified for, which appears is kind of where Epstein started, you know, practicing his grooming. Um, uh, and yeah. uh, Bill Barr simultaneously has refused to recuse himself from the case, along with several other kind of high-profile folks who've like been in the same circles. Who like, I mean, like uh, Acosta. Is you know yeah. also was a Trump guy, and Acosta got Epstein like the sweetheart deal of the century. Yeah. Bill Barr went and talked to Epstein in prison before he killed himself. I mean, like, and I I don't put scare quotes around killed himself. I think he literally just they like, hey, we're gonna turn the cameras off. Here's some rope. You know what to do, bud. Yeah. Um, I, I'm actually not too conspiracy brained about that. The, the my, my other theory on that whole thing is that um Epstein's just not dead. That they just found someone who looked a lot like him. And... Yeah, you just got conspiracy brained about it, though. Well, I mean, it's hard because again, you start pulling these threads, and it just is this f- fucking. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's... It's, it's not even a cat's cradle. It's just like imagine you took a ball of yarn and just like spend about twelve hours hucking it over all of the furniture in your house, which is you know what I usually do when I'm getting conspiracy brained about things. So, oh, I like to put it up on the wall, but. Like, like just like nail it to the wall or like what do you what do you what do you mean i mean is that is that not what everybody does no you use thumbtacks and put it on some cork board right but yeah uh, but, I, but I, I i do want to get conspiracy brains today i, w- I want to get into okay. you know like the um some some more interesting conspiracy theories some that i think are pretty bland um and i I realized while i kind of like looking at stuff for this episode that we touched already in previous episodes on a lot of random conspiracy shit (laughs) like like we've just like talked about the bilderberg group we've talked about bohemian grove we've talked about all the secret bunkers across the u.s like I don't want. Well, to they're be hardly a, a secret. But yeah, quote unquote secret bunkers. I mean, it's uh, yeah. There's nothing particularly yeah. uh, secretive about most of them. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Future Tims of the wealthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and I think so. Conspiratorial thinking. Uh, or conspiracy-minded thinking, it has a long history in the United States. I mean, it has a long history in, I mean, throughout the world, uh, because um, you have people in power, right? And they like to keep their secrets. And it also turns out that most of them are really terrible, often human beings who do terrible, awful things, and then they try to hide those terrible, awful things. Um, 
I mean, talking about like you know, uh, Jelaine, like that. Yeah. That's one of those things where it's you know, this in theory is such a like wide arcing conspiracy of people in like the highest positions of power. I mean, like the crown yeah. prince in the UK. Just being like, yeah, yeah. like the, the the conspiracy is like, yeah, they're all involved in this like international like sex trafficking ring that is yeah. that that has had its like main person running the whole thing who's been he's been arrested like he he's arrested yeah you know years ago and it was kind of just like yeah it's kind of swept under the rug yeah and that may have connections to like multiple presidencies I mean yeah yeah like well, but like like there have been there have been uh very clear uh accusations by um by women who uh have accused Donald Trump of uh raping them uh or are witnesses of Donald Trump uh raping uh girls who were I think as young as 13 yeah. like yeah yeah, it. But, but I mean, but, but the thing is, like, so I think the conspiracy side of all this stuff comes out. Besides the fact that it sounds like it was a literal conspiracy. Yeah. Is um so you know back in 2016 there was all the PizzaGate shit, which was yeah. this conspiracy spread uh, mostly through like 4chan that was saying like, oh yeah, no, there's these 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 global elites who have this like child sex trafficking ring. And they had theories it was all tied into, like, Satanism and, like, eating brains and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, no, it's not some satanic panic bullshit. It's just that, like, yeah, no, it's, like, that there is this, you know, sex trafficking ring. It just also wasn't ran out of the basement of uh, Pizza Shop in D.C. And, I mean, as far as we know. It was instead run out of a mansion in Florida. And a, a ranch down in Arizona, and yeah. an island out in the Caribbean, and it's like yeah, all the places where rich people go. Yeah, the places that you actually see real conspiracies. Um, yeah, and it turns out it wasn't you know Hillary Clinton eating the adrenochrome out of infants' brains, but was like, no, it's this, this wealthy guy with a mansion who had like a long practice of grooming uh, young girls and sending them like to have sex with like his political buddies. And and maybe filming them and blackmailing them. I mean, that'd be. I still kind of hopeful to see what happens with all the uh, Maxwell shit. Like seeing actually, like, you know, whether or not she's able to uh, produce some evidence at some point. That it's like, yeah, like yeah, he, he had all this videotape everywhere, and it's like that'd be. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't want to see it, but I want to well, see I mean, people brought to justice. So. Based on it, yeah. I mean, and, and like that's certainly what has been reported. Is that, uh, I mean, and she made a comment about that. Like, she's apparently made yeah. a comment now that, like, yes, I have like video proof of high profile people having sex with minors. And it's like, cool. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, again, not, not cool. <laughs> not cool. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would be, uh, I think it'd be just if there was evidence of this. Uh, well, if the evidence could actually be used to bring about justice. Yeah. That's that's true. Um and it's <clears throat> the fact the fact though that that is what's going on really does lend credence to the theory uh that Epstein and, and Maxwell were sort of the center of what was uh essentially a, a 
a blackmail intelligence operation. Oh yeah, and, like some like really deep like yeah. CIA Mossad operation well, and it doesn't even necessarily so probably the most convincing theory I've heard from people I've talked to about this is that they were actually probably for hire. Um more than oh. working for a single agency. Um which I think makes a lot more sense. It does. Um and I think that I you know if they've got blackmail on leaders in America and Britain and perhaps continental Europe uh among other places um then uh this starts to make a lot more sense I think if if you see it that way so so like you get these two people who obviously have these proclivities yeah that they that they abuse children um and then use those proclivities and their you know station to their extremely connected wealthy status yeah to uh engage in a blackmailing operation where basically they get paid by somebody um to get blackmail on another person and and then they just hold it they hold the blackmail and say well you know we have it we can guarantee it i mean that that makes sense yeah um it also makes sense why when there was the like uh i think like three four days after he was arrested there was um no it was like it was a week it was like a week after he was arrested the fbi finally went to uh, little st james island to investigate it there yeah it's like there there's a week that you didn't like seize the place and make sure there aren't like you know random goons going around and deleting hard drives because or removing them or or, Uh, or just removing them yeah, that seems to be what happened from what I've read on this. Well, because no, there was like one uh, drone pilot who was flying around and actually like was like, "Hey, there's like a laptop that was in this like frame yesterday, and I drive past that same window and it's gone." Uh, guys. <laughs> huh. Um. Hey, I'm not aware of that, but I. But the thing I want to talk about though is like, is like I have a, like a personal theory on this that uh, the PizzaGate thing was disinformation campaign. That that before that like you know while this stuff was like not really quite at the surface and there was some real fears like well there's these legal documents out there that tie Trump to Epstein that there was some push from either like some of his you know uh, uh you know. I don't want to say cronies because at that point it was kind of just like his campaign team. So I think they thought they could use him. Um, but I think, or or it was just you know some of his fans online who started this conspiracy theory about you know this you know evil group of satanic uh, elites who are you know engaged in the exact same thing that you know Epstein's. I mean, we can't yeah. say we can't can't legally say guilty of because he was never you know never faced trial. Has been accused of. Yeah. With substantial evidence. Yeah, it just feels so fucking hollow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, Um, yeah. But just, you know, I mean, I I have a theory that's the exact same thing that happened with the piss tape. 
except for the fact that I, I literally think I like got somehow an inside view on one of these conspiracy theories. So the whole idea that like the Russian blackmail on Donald Trump, this is a thing that came out like, you know, during his campaign was that like, apparently the Russians have video of you being of like Donald Trump being peed on by like these, you know, escorts in Russia. And it was like, Oh, how scandalous. And I just remember like a, maybe a week before that story kind of like popped up I saw a random dude on the internet just being like, hey guys, what's the funniest tip I can send to the FBI? And they're just like, uh, just tell him that there's like a, a P-tape of Donald Trump and that it's being used to uh, extort him. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to do that. And then it was like, just showed up in the, like, the steel dossier. I was like, oh yeah, this is, by the way, this is, you know, some of the, the, uh, the, the, the compromat that the Russians have on you. And huh. it's like, well, shit, did that literally just get created on the internet? <laughs> did I see that happen? <laughs> I mean, yeah, very possible. I mean, it, it would be as you know, like this is an here's another conspiracy, uh, and it's actually very similar to this like Steele dossier thing. Mm. Was in the run up to the Iraq War, uh, you essentially had that same kind of like made up intelligence that came in through I think it was MI six, yeah, um, from you know from British intelligence. Um, yeah, it was probably MI6 that, uh, that said that like Saddam was trying to get like yellow cake. Oh uh, yeah. The yellow cake shit. From like some, some plate from like, was it, was it Libya? He was trying to get it from Libya or something they said. Um, it's like they, they, but you know, Libya of course didn't have any of that anyway. Yeah, but, I think it was. Um, but, uh, you know, there's another case of like this intelligence document where just completely made up bullshit ended up in there. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, pe people in the government in the case, well, in the case of the Iraq war, people in the government, uh, knowingly used that false intelligence, that fabricated intelligence to, uh, justify, uh, of war against the regime of Saddam Hussein. I mean, one um, of the things used to justify it, there was... I mean... Really, which is the same the, shit all the time when we have, like, you know, the, the push to go to war with Iran, and it's like, you're talking about these tubes that are like, yeah, the, look at these tubes. Yeah. We, got, we have these satellite images of these tubes. That must be for centrifuges. They can actually, like, yeah, process well, uranium. Are, it's like, they but, are for centrifuges, though. Like, the Iranian government always admitted that they had a peaceful nuclear program but that's the they thing it's like it doesn't matter yeah. you have a picture of it and you go look look they're they're building nukes centrifuges. you have a picture <laughs> it's like no they're 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 refining uranium which you need to do for peaceful uses now was iran trying to build a nuclear weapon like if they're smart they would have been i mean if they were smart they would have been yeah because you know the like i i think and i hate to say this sentence north korea is a good example um yeah they are which is like the united states is not going to invade north korea it's not going to happen um simply because north korea has nuclear weapons and it they don't even have to be capable of hitting the united states even though people like get really super concerned about that um yeah. all they have all they have to do is be able to deploy them on the front line uh that's enough to make it uh really like that's enough of a deterrence and like that's the whole purpose of nuclear weapons at this point is deterrence yeah 
Um, and for that reason, the United States is never going to invade North Korea. That that possibility is gone now. Um, and and honestly, we should be thankful for that uh, because another fucking war in Korea would be terrible. I mean, as bad as any terrible. other war. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but uh, you know, so maybe you know, so maybe Iran was doing that. But like, it's not. It's not like. It's not like there was much of a secret, though. The Iranian government was very clear. Yes, we have a nuclear program. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and the, then uh, they go and announce it. They go and announce that, that like, <laughs> you know, after after the U.S. pulled out of the nuclear deal, the Iranian government was like, well, all right. Well, I guess we're going to start uh, enriching uranium beyond this, you know, beyond this certain point again. I. Uh, you know, and that, and that's different because Saddam Hussein, though, specifically shut down any uh, like WMD program that was actually going on. And in fact, the only WMDs that Iraq possessed were were WMDs that had been given to Iraq by the United States government. I mean, talk about conspiracy theories, fuck. Yeah, and so <laughs> he and he specifically. Um, you know, specifically stopped any uh, WMD development because he didn't want to, like, you know, because because he thought he had this, like, at least like working relationship with the unit with the United States, which was basically true until uh, until the first George Bush invaded. So, um, like. Yeah, that was just a program that did not exist, and American intelligence knew it didn't exist. Uh, there's not like every intelligence agency didn't uh, knew that it didn't exist, and yet they like made up intelligence so that they could justify a war um, that, frankly, probably most Americans would not have supported if, uh, you know, if if there hadn't been something that was convincing about uh, Iraq having WMDs. Well, I mean, the, the, the convincing thing literally is just everybody said so, so. Yeah, you know, and certainly the propaganda networks uh, did that too. So, I mean, like, that's a very real conspiracy that's similar to, like, that Steele dossier thing, um, except worse, <laughs> much yeah, worse. Yeah, no, it's just that it's like, you know, again, you just... I think a lot of conspiracy-minded stuff is just well. What's the like most reasonable explanation? Usually not these like groundbreaking things like we faked the moon landing or no, or even even the whole like nine eleven was an inside job thing. Like, and, and yeah. part of that's because like it's it's hard to keep complex uh, projects secret. Um, that's why yeah. there were like a shitload of spies in the Manhattan Project who were caught selling our you know, how to make nukes to the Russians back, you know. I mean, they successfully did it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's, there is this, um, oh, I'm trying to what the quote is. Um, basically, it's no matter how many more people you add to any sort of conspiracy, the, the more it begins to naturally unravel. And so you yeah. talk about things that would take, you know, thousands of people. And it's like, yeah, at this point, somebody would have blabbed. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and so that becomes an opportunity for grifters, though, because there are people who claim to be blabbing, 
you know, and claim to have like intimate knowledge of these sorts of things, but they're just fucking liars and grifters. Well, no, but also, but that that can be, you know, uh, sort of weaponized by the folks who are actually doing the real conspiracy ing. I have a specific one I want to talk about right now, which is uh, MK, uh, not MK Ultra, uh, Majestic Twelve. So, what's Majestic Twelve? Uh, do you know what Project Blue Book was? Uh, maybe. Do you know, I, do you know, do you I, know I, what happened in Roswell, New Mexico in 19, was that 52? I don't know the fuck of the crash. Okay, I don't, I know almost nothing about this, but I am going to sigh really heavily about it. All right. So, uh, in Roswell, New Mexico, um, I'm going to pull up when the crash was, because I... I don't actually remember. Oh, it was uh, 1947. I was a couple years off. So 1947, uh, there was uh, a crash of something on uh, a man's property out there, and he thought it was really weird-looking material. And um, after uh, sort of interest began to spread, a bunch of government agents showed up, picked up all the material, told him essentially, you didn't see anything, and disappeared. Um, this was sort of at the one of the earlier peaks of like UFO conspiracy theories and the natural assumption, which the majority of conspiracists at the time latched onto, was that uh, the thing that crashed at Roswell was a UFO. And it led to the creation of some of these uh, well, cause some grifters made some, you know, like um, uh, tapes of like, you know, alien autopsy and stuff after that and like kind of rudimentary photoshopped pictures of like bodies being hauled out that looked, you know, very classic alien gray. Um, And uh, one of the, the theories that actually came out around the same time was that the U S government had actually had a, uh, a project that um, since sort of the arrival of the, the, the Foo Fighters back in like world war two had been investigating, um, these uh extraplanetary beings um which had been visiting earth and maybe were a threat maybe we're not we didn't really know and project blue book was supposed to figure it out and um there, there's some like a connection to area 51 where it's like project blue book was like centered to area 51 um and that's like where they you know tried to analyze the uh uh, the the materials from the crash, and that's where you know we we got the information of how to make high speed internet, or you know that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. But uh, um. So after there's like Project Blue Book, um, conspiracy had already began to spread. Uh, there were these documents that were leaked to um, uh, a couple different um kind of higher name. Uh, or kind of like, I guess like kind of like the shining stars, pun intended, of the UFO conspiracy group. And there were um, th- these folks received uh, documents. Um, no, actually, no, they didn't receive documents. They received a uh, film uh, inside of these envelopes. And when the film was uh, developed, it showed photographs of these uh, official-looking government documents that discussed uh, the Majestic Twelve. Uh, operation and what the majestic 12 operation purported to be in these documents was an organization of uh, 12 scientists whose job was to pick up where project blue book had left off and these 12 scientists 
were uh, tasked essentially with running the U.S.'s investigation into uh, aliens. Uh, <laughs> and what is really delightful about this is uh, because thanks to FOIA, you can just look at the documents now because they've been unclassified. Yeah. And so I have them in front of me right now. Um, and uh, they're pretty fun. Um, <laughs> top secret, magic, eyes only. Uh, subject, Operation Majestic 12, preliminary briefing. President-elect Eisenhower. Document prepared 16th November, 1952. It's, you know, it goes through this whole kind of explanation of this group, which is to essentially just look figure out what the hell's going on with the aliens and it's it doesn't like really give any information what they did but it just sort of raises the um the the, the specter that the u.s government was actually taking all this alien stuff very seriously like very seriously and uh my favorite part is that when you go through all these documents um they have writing on them from the agents that reviewed them. And yeah. uh, my favorite is that across each of the documents in giant Sharpie, it just says bogus. <laughs> 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 um, and there are definitely there's parts that are redacted. So who knows what it's actually talking about? Um, but th there are some of the things like someone matched up the, um, the signature on one of these documents to of Eisenhower's signature to some actually like publicly available signature. Um, the FBI determined that uh, Eisenhower's secretary, who was uh, also one of the signatories on it, I believe, um, was out of the country or was out of the office that day that he supposedly signed it. There's a bunch of stuff like that where it's like it it just essentially is yeah it's bogus it's just you know there there is no real uh mj12 does not exist um and so the question then you know like was well what's the point who, who sent these documents to conspiracy nuts and to people at the fbi being like hey someone needs to look into this like what what's the gain if you're just you know putting the stuff out there i mean it's it's not like the folks who made crop circles in the uk because they just did it because it was kind of cool like, you know, yeah. you get a board yeah. and a piece of string yeah. and you walk around, you tamp down the grain in a big circle. And that's, that's, I'm sorry. Yeah, and it fucks with people. It, it yeah. fucks with people. That's the kind of thing. It's like, it's fun because it fucks with people. But you just send it to these, like, really specific, like, people who, like, who aren't going to talk about it because they're like, oh, this looks like a real government document. I'm going to, like, you know, and maybe it is just, you know, let's have some fun and let's just rile up the cranks. But, um, I mean, it's pretty easy to create a, a document that, most people would think is like an official government document. Like, yeah, they're pretty simple things. Yeah. You know, you just type it on an old school typewriter and slap a couple stamps on there. Um, well, I mean, the government has finally allowed us to not use courier anymore. <laughs> only cause it's cheaper to use Georgia. It saves on a little bit of ink. Um, <laughs> that, that that's literally why they allowed people to switch away from using courier is because Georgia looks the same but saves a tiny amount of ink. Great. Um, that's not a conspiracy. That's like saying they they were really proud of realizing that. <laughs> well, but, boy, are they going to be surprised when I tell them about Helvetica? Oh boy, 
don't don't get them on the Helvetica train. Helvetica is <laughs> going the way of um, I don't know UFO conspiracies. Um, oh, yeah. I, so, I mean, out like, of control? No, no, not out of control. It's just like no one gives a shit anymore. Again, earlier this yeah. year, like the Navy released a whole bunch of UFO footage and was like, "Yes, by the way, this is actual real footage from a bunch of our pilots." And it's, you know, these, you know, Navy pilots flying around being like, what the fuck is that thing? Oh, my God, look how fast it's going. It just stopped midair. What the hell is that thing? And the problem is that these videos have been out circulating around the conspiracy community for years now. And so when yeah. the Navy's kind of like, oh, by the way, these are actually all real. No one really cared. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, <laughs> we, we've all seen the videos like, you know, we, we being all of the cranks and me <laughs> um i count myself happily among the cranks um <laughs> but, but no one cared because it was like it was like yeah like you know we're the world is so chaotic and such a clusterfuck anyway that it's like oh they really are like real real ufo sightings okay yeah well and also like ufos are like they're unidentified flying objects like that's all they are they're unidentified yeah I so go like, outside, I throw my shoe high enough up in the air, it's a UFO. Um, well, I mean, if somebody else sees it and doesn't and know doesn't it's your shoe. Is. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, what, what it looks like, probably the reason that the MJ-12 documents um, were created um, is that they were... This is a, a, a conspiracy theory I saw online. Um that the whole point was to just rally up a bunch of um, cranks back in the eighties, like get all the cranks talking about UFOs and get everyone like really like, you know, talk about that again. So that it looked as though the U S government had been spending all this money researching it so that uh, the U S's geopolitic enemies, namely uh, Soviet union at the time would also kind of be forced into uh, dumping a bunch of money into like, are, are aliens real? I, I don't know. <laughs> and basically drop enough support amongst the cranks to get the conspiracy mill running just so that they have to kind of play keep up. And that's one of the theories, too, about what MK Ultra was originally. Um, yeah. And MK Ultra is, you know, the I mean, not really conspiracy theory because no one like the government's like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, we, we were doing this. Sorry. Well, they didn't say I mean, sorry. It but... was an actual like secret program that that was like they shouldn't have been doing it was pretty illegal well not all of it i mean a lot of it is mk ultra was the psychic there are a lot of un unconsenting people who were tested on yeah um but, that's pretty fucking illegal well but i mean that that also is that's questionable whether or not there actually were that many unconsenting people who were tested on and at that time, like in psychology, you're you know you're running the like, um, the like you know uh, Milgram or the uh, the Pilgr Milgram experiment. What the fuck is it called? Yeah, but uh, okay. So like you know, there, there are a the, lot of like fucked up. The things. Milgram the Milgram study though was ethical in my opinion. Jesus but the Christ! Fucking, the fucking <laughs> Stanford the Stanford prison experiment though that was super fucked up. Oh boy, we disagree on this. That's fun. <laughs> I, th I think Stanford Prison Experiment was fine. I think they ran it pretty flawlessly. The people who did the Milgram Experiment are still traumatized to this day. 
Like the Stanford uh, prison experiment, the guards are not like, oh no, we're horrible people. They're like, oh yeah, like it turns out that when you put people in the guard versus prisoner mentality, the guards turn vicious. Who knew? Yeah, big shocker. Well, yeah, where the Milgram experiment that, literally was like, we're gonna have some authority figures tell you to keep shocking this person till you think they're dead. <laughs> and they, yeah, but they didn't think that people would actually do it. That was, you know, there was like there was an honest belief that people wouldn't do it. They kept doing it. They kept running the experiment. <laughs> that is true. And they never were like, oh, like, shit, like people are actually doing this. Oh, my God, this is horrible. I think I think there's a difference, though, where where it's like. I I mean, there have been like these two, these two, these two studies are like when you study psychology, like and you and you go through and you're like learning research ethics. Uh, <laughs> it's what you don't do. No, that's not actually how it's taught, though. It's taught as an examination of them and figuring out, okay, when did it become unethical? What was ethical about it? What wasn't ethical? And like it gets raised as a question about what, you know, were these okay? And in fact, after the establishment of the ethics, you know, the ethics offices, they're called the, the IRB. When you're, when you're testing on humans, it's the IRB. When it's on animals, it's IACUC. Uh, and even <laughs> even after uh, so IRB stands for Internal Review Board, where you have uh, psychologists and frequently also people with degrees in philosophy who's you know they study ethics, uh, who review a study and uh, let the researcher know whether they can do it or what changes need to be made. And the Milgram uh, experiment has been done after that time because these ethic boards have said you know, yes, it's ethical. Now, there may have been modifications, and I don't fully know the details, but... They weren't allowed I, to convince people that they killed people anymore. They, I they don't know they, what they the weren't details allowed, are. because no, when they reran the experiment, they, well, in, the, in the, the times they have reran the experiment, um, the, the, the way that the IRB is actually, like, analyze stuff is they weigh the harm versus the value. So it's just like, is this yeah. more harmful to the subjects of the experiment and the value that society can gain from it? Um, and thankfully, it's kind of a high bar. Um, it is. But uh, what the distinction essentially is. So, so I mean, uh, fuck, I don't want to get into the fucking Milgram experiment today, but I guess we're getting into it. What the Milgram experiment was is they had uh, several different iterations of authority yeah. figures telling people who were there for an experiment, okay, you're going to play the role of the teacher today. Student. Yeah. No, teacher. Or both. No, teacher. The, the, the student was always... Um, in on the experiment that's not no that's not true the person who is not getting shocked but pretending to be shocked okay i okay i see what you, sorry yeah yeah, yeah. no, no. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so they they would take this person yeah. who they'd say you're the teacher um yeah. and you're gonna sit in this room and you're gonna read these questions yeah. out and every time the student who the teacher would think was another participant in the study every time the yeah. student gets one wrong administer a shock and it right. keeps upping the voltage of the shocks. Yeah. And they kept being told, like, no, they've, you know, the wave the rights, the, the the authority figures, the people who ran the experiment kept saying, no, it's fine. Yes, they're screaming in there. Yes, they're screaming that they have a heart condition, that they shouldn't be electrocuted anymore. Keep turning the dial up. Keep pressing the button. It's fine. We're the ones who are liable, not you. It's fine. The experiment must continue. And what they found, they, they expected when they like started this experiment that they're going to have um, 
like no one actually get to the point where they'd kill another human being yeah. because it's just well americans walk. wouldn't germans, germans would. would that was the that, that was the theory yeah no so it's, it's post, post <laughs> yeah. nuremberg and it was basically saying like this whole like just following orders yeah thing. americans wouldn't do that yeah and um what they found though is that yes almost everybody did um about 80 percent, i think is what the number was yeah uh, went up to yeah. the point where it would be uh, dangerous to human life. And uh, a few actually went beyond that to the point when they were getting no responses from the quote-unquote student anymore. Yeah. And the teacher was like, you know, and there's videos you can find of people who have were doing this experiment. And they're like, you know, sweating. Like, I, I, I think this person's not okay. Can we please stop? And the instructors, the, the, the authority figures who are running the experiment would say, no, it's fine. Keep asking questions. Up the voltage, and so people left this experiment. Some of them, believing they had just shocked someone to death, and well, they're always told the end of it. No, it's just how it's been explained to them. Um, anyway, um, like so that's the kind of shit the psychology was just doing at the time that MK Ultra was a thing. I'm trying to get us back on topic. <laughs> Um, but so that, that was what was happening when like, you know, they were trying to, you know, do psychic studies. And so some of them did involve dosing people with LSD, um, against their, their, their consent their or yeah. Um, there was, uh, some pretty brutal, uh, sleep studies that were done. Um, that's where actually a lot of like, uh, sleep deprivation stuff was studied by the U S government. Yeah. Um, but it looks like the, the reason that, MK Ultra even became a thing that, that we started actually looking to see whether or not there was uh, a, a, a psychic potential in humankind was because the Russians did a psyop and just like leaked some documents to some Russian nut jobs who talked about how, yeah. uh, well, the, the, the Soviet government is actually conducting these studies that certain people are psychic or not. And yeah. they were never and like doing, doing them. brainwashing. The Soviets can brainwash people. Yeah, but they were never really doing them beyond just yeah. normal, like normal brainwashing, which is just mostly like just torture. Propaganda. People. Propaganda and torture. Yeah, eh, little, little column A, little column B. Mm. Um, yeah, okay, it's mostly just propaganda. Um, it's mostly just propaganda. <laughs> just propaganda. <laughs> For more on that topic, listen to our previous episode on propaganda. Um, <laughs> We uh we had a lot of fun on that one. Um, but yeah. uh, but the idea yeah. then is that like what ended up being was they tried to convince the U.S. to heavily invest in this like psionics research to create a like you know DoD boondoggle so he'd waste a shitload of money on it, and that's the theory behind MJ12 that I've seen a couple times now and I think it's pretty believable. Is that that's why in the 80s, all of a sudden, these documents that supposedly were from uh, 1947 or 1948 or something like that, all of a sudden they were released to the public or, you know, to a few cranks who then, you know, disseminated them amongst other cranks and then it spread to the public. Um, mm. and this, you know, kind of like, I mean, at, like the the same time that you really started having like the you, you, like black helicopters, the UN's going to come yeah. take over your country. Yeah, well, and starting. and you had uh, what's his name on like AM radio. Uh, God damn it! He wrote he wrote like behold the pale horse. Uh, yeah. Um. 
Yeah. The precursor like to he, Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah, the precursor to Alex Jones and like the guy who sort of really got the whole like black helicopter, you know, FEMA camps, FEMA death trains and shit uh, stuff started. Milton um, William Cooper. That was it. Yeah, Bill Cooper. Bill Cooper. Ah, um, oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny, though, that the U.S. government, that that's one of the theories of why the U.S. government might have, like, made up those documents and released them, because, like, the Soviets were way more effective at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like, okay, I think we're going to, like, make a, a machine and we're going to, like, make it hardy, easy, you know, cheap, easy to reproduce, easy to fix, and it goes forever. And then we're going to, and then the Americans will freak out and they'll, like, spend billions trying to make something better. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, fucking Bradley armored fighting vehicle. There you go. F-35. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, at 35s, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, it's one of those things. It's, it's, there's the usual sort of, uh, I guess it's, it's easy to goad the U.S. into doing stupid stuff. Oh, it's easy to goad the U.S. into spending fuck tons of money on its military industrial complex. I guess that's a better way like to that's, it. Yeah, no, it's super easy to do that. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, honestly, really, the U.S. should have just started buying Russian, Soviet, and Russian military equipment like decades ago. That would have solved all sorts of problems. Oh, we need to fund those black helicopter companies, you know. I mean, they have cooler black helicopters than the U.S. does. Those fucking <laughs> counter, those counter rotor attack helicopters. <laughs> okay, honestly, I, I think I've probably explained yeah. to you before that like, one of my favorite things to tell conspiracy theorists when I get annoyed at them is just black helicopters. Google it. Um, oh my god! Because <laughs> it, it just, I, I feel like it kind of like it incepts this idea in your head that like yeah, there's some real conspiracy out there. But also, if they're like real conspiracy heads, like I'm not gonna go on Google and look that up. And it's like okay, like okay. The thing about black helicopters is I just find really funny about them is yeah, it's, most helicopters are really really dark colored because the sky yeah. is normally light and you yeah. normally want something that's flying <laughs> to stand out against the sky so you don't have it hit be hit with another flying thing <laughs> so yeah. like, like like yes the u.s actually uses black helicopters in our military because they actually stand out better against the sky than green ones do and it turns out that like police use black helicopters because they stand out against the sky better than blue ones do and like the only ones that are like different are firefighting helicopters and emergency helicopters because they want to be really, really bright red so you can tell how far away they are and you know that help is coming. Yeah. Everyone uses yeah. black helicopters. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, like, you know, black's the cheapest color to get anything in. It's Unless true. you want to, like, pay for that fucking sweet-ass uh, Vanta black, but... I, I mean, if you want to. You can't. You um, really can't. No, you can't. I... Uh, so I think I think though, uh, the other important side of a lot of conspiracy theories, and and I and I think we see this with like so one of the primary political strategies of the right wing is projection. Uh, you like if Republicans are accusing the you know Democrats or the left of doing something, um, then you know what the Republicans are doing because they've just admitted to what they're doing. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, I think you also see that more like like you see that with like even further right wing than the Republicans uh, is that there's projection. And then beyond the, you know, beyond the whole projection side of it, there's also the fact that um, the right wing has taken over a lot of, uh, of like the conspiracy, the conspiracy world, right. Of conspiracy theorists. Um, And that's sort of a, but just even like, you know, when like the George Floyd protests really kicked off and the videos came out about the, uh, the umbrella man thing, the guy basically dressed in all black with an umbrella who was smashing windows at the auto zone in um, Minneapolis that later was burned. Yeah. Yeah, and um, folks on the left were like, "This guy looks like a cop," because he kind of looked like. Well, a cop. some people on some people, some people, that. but but, uh, but, but there's also, there say... also a lot of um, like right wingers who are saying that like, "Oh, this is some like Antifa person who's going out there and doing this to instigate a riot," and it looks like it most likely is some like known skinhead like the. Minneapolis PD is like investigating this guy and he's part of like the Aryan so, the Aryan cowboys and it's like I'm not I'm not inclined to believe what the police say. I'm not either. Um, uh but like we have to be wary of, of like theories like that. And and we see them coming from the right wing, we see them coming from democratic politicians, from the police and frequently from liberals. Uh, as a way to sort of uh, undermine uh, the the tactic of property destruction as a means of protesting. Um, so, like, yeah, oh, maybe that guy. Yeah, listen yeah. to DHS put out of why they all sent the feds up to Portland, <laughs> and it's like violent anarchist graffiti this building, violent anarchist graffiti that building, graffiti, graffiti, graffiti. <laughs> but it's yeah. always violent anarchist graffiti, and it's like, yeah. So, so what did they do to become violent anarchists? Yeah, what um, was violent? Um, oh, do you see the fucking Joe Biden thing saying we should arrest anarchists? <sighs> Sorry, I'm derailing this. I'm intentionally derailing this. I I didn't think I didn't think that that man would make it harder to vote for. Harder to vote for him. (laughs) Jesus Christ! I mean, that's like literally voting in my against my self interest. We're just like, yeah. um, It's like we're gonna like prosecute arsonists and anarchists. And it's like I'm still kind. I'm still kind of on the fence because like I still want to like buy some time before the civil war. Jesus Christ, please. But, um, but not, also, I would like very much to not get arrested. Thank you. Not for my fucking ideology. No. Um, also, like oh, anarchism. Generally. Anarchism is about feeding people. It's not about burning shit down. There, there might be a little burning shit down, but really, it's about like giving people food. That is like the main point of anarchism. Yeah. Is <laughs> giving people food, giving people medical care, like. It is an ideology about helping people. Um, it's an ideology that says and sometimes burning that, it on the stuff that gets in the way between you and feeding people. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, which is why, uh, you know, historically, it's the been rather justified. Who have been protecting the systems that prevent us from feeding people do not like anarchists. Yeah, um, 
and and now i mean that sort of gets back into the conspiracy side of things which is like i I think i think it's also very easy to get sucked into the idea that conspiracies are like made by the secret cabal of people who like know exactly what they're doing and it's some complex plan but i i think there's also just the conspiracy of interests that align up in a way Right, yeah, which is like you know, Bilderberg Group. I mean, fuck, that's just well, like, yeah, it's, it's this it, giant secretive conference every year that they all get together yeah. and they just like talk business. And it's like we're fucking Davos. Like, pick one. Yeah. Rich people talking to other rich people is fucking conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, like, like yes, definitionally, it's conspiracy. <laughs> They're sitting yeah. in the same room and inspire conspiring means breathing the same air. I mean, that's all it fucking means. It's just yeah, we're all gonna sit in a room together and talk. Yeah, but the thing is, when they sit together in a room and talk, it means that more people die. Um, you know, either now or later down in the line, when they like do some other thing that's going to grow their business, increase productivity, and end up with more people going hungry. Uh, you know, so it's not some sort of like tentacular, uh, you know, like super coordinated global conspiracy of the richest people on the planet it's just that uh and shit together because it benefits all of them so well but they don't all plan at all it's like their interests align and they all do things that line up with their own interests and it works it works together like because price fixing that fucking mckenzie group yeah yeah and so you know you don't need to have a big conference of rich people uh, coordinating the destruction of the planet for them to still destroy the planet in a way that seems coordinated. Yeah. Um, because yeah. in many ways it is coordinated by by those shared interests. So, uh, and, and that's also the reason why so many things that look like conspiracies aren't really like that like hidden secret cabal sort of conspiracy is because no, what you're seeing is some people's interests are aligning. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's a little more natural than that. And, you know, I'm inclined to call that a conspiracy frequently enough. I think, you know, it is a capitalist conspiracy against the working class of the world uh, to keep us subservient, to keep us powerless, to keep us poor, to keep us hungry, to keep us unhoused, uh, you know, to keep us fighting to survive because overall it's a benefit to them if we're in that situation. Well, and part of it too is that uh, I, I, I keep, I've seen the quote around online in the response to like coronavirus conspiracies and mask conspiracies and like 5G conspiracies. Yeah. Of uh, that conspiracy theorists need to realize that they're part of a larger conspiracy theory to use conspiracy theorists to spread conspiracy theories. Uh because but but it is and, and and as like tautological as that sounds, it's kind of true. Uh like sure. I- yeah. I- if you're spending your time debating whether or not George Bush was responsible for 9-11, or not responsible, if he intended it to happen and caused it to happen, then you're not focusing on like, well, yeah, but the real conspiracy is that they lied us into a war that killed millions and millions of civilians. And it's still kind of ongoing that we can't ever leave because yeah. we're there now. So yeah, and I mean, I I think the um, I mean, some of the con- like the the conspiracy theories that people are sort of, they're they're forming right now that they're looking for, and I think is absolutely understandable to look for, is 
uh, false flag operations. You know, that's a very, that's quite a, that's a very, that's a subset of conspiracies, which is they're, they're a kind of conspiracy that uh, usually a government, um, but you know, it could be anybody, I guess, uh, essentially fakes uh, an attack on, on them or on somebody else uh, so that 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 group can then use that that fake attack uh, as a premise um, to take action that otherwise would not be tolerated. Okay, an example of one that probably everyone's aware of is the theory spread by Alex Jones that um, the Sandy Hook shootings, where um, I, I feel comfortable using the term nut job, uh, walked into a grade school with an AR-15 and mowed down a shitload of children. And the idea is that, well, actually, that was the Democrats who did that because they want to take your guns away. Um, an example of a like real false flag operation is, I think, probably good recent example. Uh, the Turkish government got exposed for planning a uh, fake attack on a holy site in Syria that is uh, well-loved by a lot of Turkish uh, nationals as an excuse to then invade and get heavily involved in the Syrian war. They didn't do yeah. it because essentially when the, like, it actually got like leaked to the public there in Turkey that they are planning to do this and there was massive outcry. Um, yeah, and then they proceeded to invade Syria anyway. Well, we had to defend our buddies, the Kurds, who the Turks just love. God. <laughs> yeah, so much love. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one that's like not exactly recent, but um, is absolutely verifiable that we just know it to be true was the Gulf of Tonkin incident. Yep. Um, which was a false flag operation initiated by the U.S. government where they lied about North Vietnam uh, at the Torpedoing, bombing, torpedoing, um, I believe, uh, a, an American ship in the Gulf of Tonkin, um, and you know, sinking that ship, which would have like been an act of war uh, that the U.S. government could then use as justification for involving itself officially in Vietnam, because it, you know, we didn't already have troops there or anything. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that one's that that one is just the outright it's clear. There's no debate about it. Uh like the, the US government has not exactly admitted it, but we like the documents that have been declassified or ha, you know, or that were released otherwise um without the government's consent have shown us, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um that in fact no ship had been attacked at all, that it was completely contrived, completely made up. By the government in order to use that, you know, to justify uh, putting I mean, that, uh, that shit yeah. must have been so much easier before we had like fucking cell phones. Yeah, I mean that's one thing I think like declassifies it, like or de de verifies a lot of conspiracy theories, like you know Bigfoot and Nessie and Hogo Pogo yeah. and stuff like that. It's just like I mean, like once everyone got a cell phone in their pocket, shouldn't some you know a camera phone in their pocket? Shouldn't someone have snapped yeah. a picture of Hogo Pogo by now? And if yeah. they haven't, then why not? Yeah. You know, in, in these days, it's also, there would be video of an American ship coming under attack. Uh, and if there were video of that, 
you better believe the government would be putting that out on the TV. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it would be incredibly good propaganda for them. Um, <laughs> so, like, and, and I guess that gets to another thing that I know you wanted to talk about that I was, uh, it almost definitely was a false flag operation, though, of course, like, there's still, like, there's, there's still some room. historical debate about it. Yeah, there's a historical debate, but it's it's pretty much like it's it's generally accepted that this was also a false flag operation that happened in Weimar Germany in 1934, I think. Or 33. Yeah. 33. Yeah. Um and that was the Reichstag fire. Yeah. Which um uh you you'll probably give a better more succinct summary than I will. Um yeah. So, um I don't know the, the specific date, but there was this was very soon after Hitler was made chancellor. It, it, so, it, it was 4 weeks yeah. after he was made chancellor. It was um the 27th. Oh, I thought of it was even less than that. Um Yeah, okay, I guess that does sound about right. I think Hitler was made chancellor on like the 21st of January or something. Maybe like 19th. So like you had the 1932 elections in Germany uh during the Weimar era. Uh, when um, no party had a majority, and so they therefore wouldn't be able to form a government. And for that reason, the German president, who was uh, von Hindenburg, it fell upon him to decide who he was going to invite to form a government. Uh, and basically, uh, you know, von Hindenburg was, uh, you know, you can tell from his name, he was part of the old aristocracy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he was a mon- he was a monarchist. Uh, and, and, you know, was not a Democrat, believed in monarchy, uh, and, you know, was the member of a party that was largely devoted to aristocratic interests. Um, and, and so he, out that at this time in Germany, there was a fairly strong, um, anti-monarchist group, <laughs> which would be the communists. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were, I mean, Monarchism was not a popular ideology at that point in Germany. Um, yeah, so like the the Nazis were not monarchists, um, and the communists certainly were not, and neither were the social democrats. Um, and and then you had like kind of like two other major conservative parties uh, that existed, and one of them was the party that uh, von Hindenburg was a member of. So he invited Hitler to form a government. Um, but the limitation was that it would be in a coalition with these two other conservative parties and that Hitler would get to be chancellor, but he could only have two ministers in the cabinet, even though he was in charge of the government. Um, and so, you know, so he became chancellor and he, and the two ministries he chose were the, I believe it was, I believe it was the ministry of defense um and the ministry of the interior so for a lot of american listeners you may not know that in most other countries uh the ministry of the interior does not manage national parks uh it manages the police (laughs) Um, that's a very fair point to point out yeah um so the department of the interior in the united states manages a lot of like natural resources whereas in most other countries the interior ministry uh really is just a euphemism for the security ministry, the the internal security ministry. It's a lot more akin to DHS. Uh, and yeah, kind of a hybrid, a little bit. It's mostly like DHS, but with a little like DOJ mixed in. Um, 
So that was what Hitler chose. He chose the, to have his ministers be in charge of the people with guns. What do you know? Um, yeah. And so after those elections that happened in 32, he was finally confirmed as the chancellor in January 1933. And then about a month later, uh, the Reichstag burned down. And the Reichstag was uh, the building and also at this time the institution uh, that was the Parliament of Germany. Um, so... Uh, it was, what, it was Congress, what the Nazi you know. yeah it was the, it was parliament I think is probably the most yeah okay. but um, it's a parliamentary system the chancellor is basically the same as a prime minister so uh, so what happened is the Reichstag burned down and the Nazis immediately found like found and presented this uh, Dutchman who was a communist uh, and who potentially might have had some psychological issues, yeah, though. You, you, you speak some Dutch. You probably can say the name better. Not Vanderlube, but. Um, I would have to see how it's spelled. Uh, e uh, L-U-B-B-E. L-U-B-B-E. Lubu. <sighs> Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> von, von, von der Lube, von der all right yeah um and uh and so they blamed the nazis blamed uh this dutch communist for starting the fire uh and there was basically um I think a very, I think there was a very short trial. There was no like, yeah, there was no, no like it was, it was a real was a public trial. trial. It was a show trial, and then they immediately executed him, and then proceeded uh, to institute, uh, you know, use this burning down of the Reichstag as an opportunity to introduce new internal security measures <laughs> mm -hmm. that essentially made Hitler um, the dictator of Germany. Uh, and that's sort of where because uh, one of the things yeah. that allowed them to do was arrest uh, a, a ton of communists who actually did have yeah. political sway, which allowed Hitler to gain a almost like super majority of support. Yeah, I mean at that time, uh, the German com the, the the German Communist Party was probably the primary uh, opposition to Hitler in Germany, uh, both in both in Parliament and on the streets. Um, you know, there were well-organized uh, communist functionaries and communist communities, as well as communist self-defense organizations in Germany as well, who were armed and prepared to fight the Nazis. But uh, with the support of and, the state... And had been fist-fighting Nazis in the streets. Yeah, fist-fighting. There, there was some guns involved, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, the communists were particularly strong in industrial regions, um, especially in uh, in the Ruhrgebiet and in some parts of the Rhineland. So, uh, what you had, yeah, and, and, and so like once the Nazis were able to use this state power, uh, they were able to completely undermine and remove their enemies. Uh, the, you know, primarily the communists, and then after that the socialists, and then after that the social democrats. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I, th I think I, I want to discuss this is because uh, today it looks like the federal troops who've been tear gassing the entirety of Portland and 
Well, uh, other city. Some blocks downtown. <laughs> the, enti- the entirety. Sorry. Literally, like, the four blocks around the courthouse where the protests are, um, are all leaving. And they've already made at least one comment. And by they, I mean, uh, Chad Wolf has already made one comment that, um, yeah, you know, as soon as these agents leave, like, all these dangerous anarchists and communists in the streets are going to just burn the federal courthouse down. And yeah, it's so that would be so hard though. If I, I do it. <laughs> well, no, again, again, like I, I think actually, like um, oh fuck, I think it was um, I think it was like Robert Evans on one of his podcasts said like, yeah, no, I mean like they're not gonna burn it down. They're just kind of like set up shop there and open up riot ribs inside of the courthouse, like yeah. Which I mean, yeah, that's like you know, it's it's anarchist. They're gonna, they're not gonna burn down something that's not in their way anymore. They're gonna just squat there and turn it into a restaurant to keep people free food, as we've already fucking discussed. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but the fact that that has been put into those terms already makes me really scared that um, there is going to be some sort of uh, Reichstag fire. Of, and I've been worried about this for fucking years now. Yeah, but I am concerned there is going to be a Reichstag fire um, within our lifetime that's going to allow the um, you know the, the the declaration by the president that uh, Antifa is now designated a terrorist organization to actually be put into legal force and actually have it be like well okay now anyone who's espoused these ideas that we can say are uh, you know anarchist ideas communist ideas leftist ideas yeah. dangerous liberal ideas uh all can be maybe not, even, not even just arrested but just you know like intimidated yeah well i mean that already happens it, um, I mean, it's what the fucking tear gas is for it's what the tear gas is for but like the federal government already does this sort of intimidation the difference is that uh a false flag operation right now allows the government the ability to be much more explicit about it. But let's make no mistake, uh, the, appar- the apparatuses of the federal government have been deployed now and for a long time in the suppression of radical movements. Oh, yeah. I mean, anyone who's been involved in any sort of immigration advocacy knows that ICE has been watching them since its inception. Yeah. Like... I I have like if an agent knocks in like several languages, little pamphlets around the house. It's like yeah, like I think like I think a lot of like not just like liberals are kind of ignoring this, but a lot of folks just on the left generally are ignoring this and being like, how dare like you know Trump send these federal troops into these cities? And it's like they've been doing that. I, it just hasn't affected you. I don't know. I don't think people on the left are necessarily surprised. Uh, no, cause I think all because of, I think a lot of folks on the left have been living by that axiom of first they came for the. Yeah, well, and it's also people who have been active in various resistance movements and in, in immigration activism, in uh, in in black liberation struggles and uh, decolonial struggles, environmental struggles uh, are, you know aware of what the federal government has done and does do uh, to people who become too much of a nuisance. Yeah. They end up like uh, the guy who testified against the Tsarnaves, or testified uh, um, that there was weird shit going on with the uh, Tsarnaves after the Boston Marathon bombing. You know that whole thing? 
I I don't. Okay, so so one of the so the weird things with like the the Boston Marathon bombing is a uh, uh, Zokar uh, Tsarnev, the the I guess mastermind yeah. behind it. Um, yeah. There's some kind of shady looking stuff in his past where it looks like he may have had some um, like charges, pretty high level charges against him dropped. He may have had some charges that would have prevented him from owning like firearms legally. Um, there's some evidence like some money may have been shuffled to him through some sort of, you know, uh, uh, network of. Um, I'm trying the best way to phrase this without sounding too much of a nut job. Oh, the FBI. Yeah, that's right. Because oh. they do this all the fucking time. <laughs> There's a wonderful fucking yeah. book. It's called Terror Factory. I recommend everybody fucking read it. It basically explains how the FBI just sets up, like, you know, young Islamic men to be terrorists and then usually steps in last minute and arrests them. Um, the yeah. Christmas tree bomber up in Seattle. Um there's another guy who basically was given a whole bunch of dummy grenades and just told, like, yeah, go throw these at people. Um, and they have a long track record of that. Um, but one of the uh, witnesses in the case who was, uh, before he went and actually, like, was investigated by the FBI, who was loudly be saying, like, hey, like, you know, uh, Zokar was set up. Um, yeah, he was, uh, during his interrogation, uh, the story changed a lot, what happened. Um, he, the first the fbi said that he actually drew a sword on them um and that really quickly changed to well no he drew a, a big knife on them and that changed to well he grabbed this uh like like club actually that's what it was uh and i was like well actually it was, it was a broom um yeah and then it was like well no he's like just swung at one of the agents um but uh well he was shot twice in the back of the head so it's hard to tell what really yeah. happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, talk about spooky shit. Yeah. Well, speaking of um, which, you know they never caught the anthrax guy? Who, like, sent anthrax to the White House and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the reason that, like, you know, like, <laughs> like, like, like anytime you see any white powder in the mail, your first thought is, oh, shit, not... Ooh, yay! Um, well, I've never gotten white powder in the mail, so... <laughs> I'll send you some. Um, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> but, um... The, uh... Uh... I, I have a theory about this, and I, I walked through the legal loopholes that makes me allowed to be able to say this, without worrying about um, any sort of slander charges. Um, all right, so Be careful. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is my own personal opinion that is based off nothing more than mere speculation and a dream I once had that uh, <laughs> Roger Stone is that uh, the anthrax guy. <laughs> this, this, uh, that, that, that's, that's as far as I can say about that. But um, every, well, you heard it, folks. Everything I just said was true. <laughs> Trevor had a dream. Yeah, and the angel yeah. of the Lord came unto me and said, "I don't know." Actually, that that gets actually to it because then it's implying there's actually like some sort of external thing that happened, and so I can't say that even. But mm, if I, if I, just, I don't know. If I just say, I mean, if you say that God talked to you, then like can get out a lot of shit that way. 
Well, it's, it's, people you just like, pre- yeah, you just preface all your slander and libel with God told me. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what Trump does, right? He's, he's like, a lot of people are saying it. I don't know. A lot of people are saying it. I've heard them saying it. And every time they say it, I just say it back to the public. I mean, people need to know these things. So, you know, that's, it's, it's not me saying yeah. it. It's real. I just well, hear a lot of you know, saying. And he learned that from fucking Fox News. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You whatever the fuck you want, as long as you said somebody else told you it. Or you say that it's complete yeah. speculation based on nothing more than your own impersonations of the person impersonations or impressions of the person that um you, you get from you know watching their smug face on tv and you're like yeah you know, that, that's probably the anthrax guy yeah i mean you know he, like he hasn't proved that he isn't he hasn't proved he isn't and that is the standard of truth and if he hasn't come so, out and said that, you know, hey, by the way, I'm not the anthrax guy, it makes you wonder, is he kind of the anthrax guy? I mean, he didn't deny it. I mean, and Ted, even if Ted he Cruz did, came out at some he point, doth protest too much. Well, it, well yeah, I mean, like Ted Cruz understand, understood that. At some point, Ted Cruz is like, if I keep saying I'm not the Zodiac killer, people are going to really think I'm the Zodiac killer. So Ted Cruz well, should be, because like, like, yeah, yeah, I'm the Zodiac yeah. killer. It's fine. Yeah, we all, we all know it now. He should be arrested for it. But he said it. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's only it's only fair, um, and right that uh, that he admits to to uh, doing that, to having done that. So, um, I, I've, <laughs> I've talked before on here about Robert Anton Wilson. Um, you know, he wrote the Illuminatus trilogy, which is still one of my favorite books. Uh, Schrodinger's Cat, uh, Cosmic Trigger. Um, I think one of like the most brilliant satirists of conspiracy brain that. Um, has ever lived um and he has a quote that i'm going to paraphrase and probably absolutely butcher uh when it's talking about um like the the idea of like the illuminati of you know some some new yeah. order-esque uh global overarching conspiracy theory that controls everything and he says that if, if you're someone who wants to uh who believes, like truly believes in your heart that that level of massive conspiracy theory exists and you decide to go out and fight it, you are one of the biggest losers that has ever existed. Because either you're wrong or you're going to get two in the back of the head. That's the paraphrasing. <laughs> um, but if, you, if you're actually a smart person and you believe that there is one of these global overarching conspiracies that exists... Uh, the main thing to do is figure out where their HR department is and start getting applications. <laughs> With that said, I'm leaving the podcast and joining the lizard men. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it'll be good to have a representative from the lizard people here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's a long, weird road. <laughs> And it is littered with just a whole lot of fucking conspiracies. And red yarn um, all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, clearly we don't know where we're going. We never know where we are. <laughs> true. Very true. But we will but, get there together. Yeah.